Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we are happy to be joined by a noted author, Adam Lazarus, whose latest book, The Wingmen, Chronicles the friendship of, obviously, <laughs> one of the great hitters, if not the greatest hitter of all time, Ted Williams, and astronaut and later Senator John Glenn. And it is an interesting read. I have skimmed through it so far, but I'm going to dive into it over time here because uh, it's got my attention. And it is uh, one of those unlikely stories of real, you know, rather than the the fiction out there, uh, of a real deep relationship forged in war to some degree. Adam, we appreciate your time on this Labor Day. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about the impetus for this for you, because something I knew nothing about until I was given this and and told about uh, uh, the subject of your book. I had no idea that John Glenn and Ted Williams had such a shared history yeah i had no idea either uh, i mean I was, i'm a huge baseball history fan since i was a kid you know i also grew up watching the right stuff uh, and knew a lot about john glenn if, if you learn anything about the, the early nasa days uh you knew he was a military war hero and so i knew a lot about both these guys but a couple years ago i saw this photo of them together at a base in korea during the korean war um, and it said that they had served together and flew missions together, and I was very interested in that and started reading more about it a lot in both both men's uh, biographies. They had a few little tidbits here and there, but when I started reading more and more, I could see that not only did they serve together in battle and combat and in dangerous missions during the Korean War, but they had a friendship many, many years after that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And for those who don't know, Adam has written a bunch of books, including Best of Rivals on Joe Montana, Steve Young, Super Bowl Monday, Chasing Greatness, Johnny Miller, Arnold Palmer, etc. Uh, in, in the golf world. So he is a sports guy, but uh, drew himself over uh, because you're curious by nature, aren't you? I mean, I guess authors have to be. And you, how did you, let me, let me put it this way. You thought about this and then you thought, I'm going to pursue it and see if there's a book there. When you, when did you decide that there was one? I think when I realized that, uh, after, and especially in the later years of their life, particularly when Ted Williams was sort of sick and feeble, uh, they were really close with each other. When John Glenn went back to space, I'm sure a lot of your listeners remember, uh, in 1998, John Glenn, 77 years old, goes back to space for a week, uh, 35 years after he did it the first time, it's big news. Uh, one of the people there cheering him on was Ted Williams. And when I learned more about that, now he was in a wheelchair and his family drove him there to be there, and he was just beaming with pride the whole time. Uh, I was really intrigued by this sort of friendship that got stronger many, many years after it started. Uh, and I just thought it was a great connection of, of John Glenn going back to space, 
soaring up in the air and Ted Williams in a wheelchair on the, on the runway at Cape Canaveral cheering him on. And, and there were a lot of little episodes like that across the course of their friendship that I thought were just really compelling. Interesting, too, that you wrote about Ted being recruited to the war and how uh, the admiral or whoever was said, hey, he's going, that's it. I mean, uh, the, the other guys, hey, don't you know who this is? And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was an interesting part of I mean, I assumed it was something like that because it was different times. I don't think any of us could could fathom that being the case in 2023 were we in that situation. But it's the way things were done back in 1950. Well, it was sort of um, by chance that it happened. You know, everybody, we, we all know about World War II and how important that was. And every big star went to war. Joe DiMaggio, uh, Ted Williams, Bob Feller, they all went to war because it was such an important conflict. And not really any of the big celebrities went to Korea. And Ted Williams sort of got called back in by accident. He was sort of still attached to the Marine Corps, but he wasn't serving. He wasn't doing any kind of weekend training or, or, or months of uh, relearning how to fly or you know, practicing his pilot's work. But he was still technically in the Marine Corps, and he got called back sort of by accident. And I think once they called him back and it was out in the press, and then, you know, all the newspapers heard about it, that Ted Williams, geez, you know, this big baseball celebrity was being called to, to war. They couldn't undo it. They couldn't sort of put the toothpaste back in the tube because then it would look like they were playing favoritism. So, yeah, it would, it's unfathomable today for Mike Trout or, or Tom Brady or whoever, you, whatever star LeBron James you pick, uh, to, for them to, to, to go into the Marines at all, let alone go into combat like Ted Williams did. It's really crazy. We're talking to Adam Lazarus. The book is The Wingmen, the unlikely, unusual, unbreakable friendship between John Glenn and Ted Williams. Researching the book, what blew you away? Like, you put this down after you've read it, and what are you left with? I think you're left with uh, a story about, for one, about two friends and, you know, the meaning of friendships, how friendships start, and that's uh, really something that everybody can relate to. Uh, but I do think the, the, the larger picture is the importance of public service and what these guys gave. Uh, you know, Ted Williams, I, I talked about how he went back into the war at 33, gave up his baseball career. He, he would have had 700 home runs and 3,500 hits, 4,000 hits. Who knows how many MVPs he would have won. Uh, he did his duty, and it was really important to serve at that time. And, and there's something selfless and thankless about that. Uh, but especially John Glenn. John Glenn gave his whole life to his country. And I think that's the thing that I come away from this most is this is a guy who cared more about the United States and the Marine Corps and military families uh, his whole life. And I think that was the thing that I, I, I pulled away from this. And that was one of the things that I think Ted Williams really respected about John Glenn was his selflessness. And conversely, you know, I, Ted Williams uh, John Glenn talked many times about his service with Ted Williams, was asked about it a lot. And sort of the quote that sort of runs through the book that he said one year at, a, at an event honoring Ted Williams for his great service in the Jimmy Fund, the Children's Cancer Research Foundation, he said that Ted Williams, everybody knows that Ted Williams hit 406 in 1941. It's, you know, his, his legacy, but he batted 1,000 for the Marine Corps in the United States of America. And I think that's the thing that I draw from this, that uh, for Ted Williams to – hold such a special place in John Glenn's heart is really something. You know, and also true, Adam, is that, that, that we know that Ted Williams was quite outspoken. I mean, he was a character. Mm-hmm. There were people that didn't like him because of things he said and people that liked him even more because of the things he said. And you, you write that it's an unlikely and unusual friendship. Uh, Glenn and Williams often did not agree. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they were complete 
opposites in, in almost every way. Everything from just, you know, Ted Williams had was married three times and didn't have great relationships with his children and gotten trouble with the press all the time, but in his, especially during his playing career. And John Glenn was as straight laced and buttoned up and, you know, married to the same woman for, I think, 82 years. Uh, so these these guys were complete polar opposites. But there was something that it, be, it begins with the war. That That's how their friendship and connection started. But there was something that there was a mutual respect between the two. Uh, but there was also a lot of shared traits. Uh, both were as much, you know, you look up perfectionist in the dictionary, you might as well see a picture of either Ted Williams or John Glenn. That's they were absolutely yeah. obsessive about, about their, Ted Williams, it was about baseball and it was about fishing and whatever, you know, even when he was in the military. And John Glenn was the exact same way when he was training for NASA, when he was a senator, when he was a military pilot. Um, so I think that was one of the things that united them. But again, yes, they were, were complete polar opposites. And it says something about, uh, the, the two men and, and friendships that they were able to be so close for all those years. Yeah, to maintain it, uh, even with those differences. And how difficult was this to research for you? You know, you, you get into these stories, and obviously it starts in Korea, and Korea now is a very, very long time ago. And, uh, you know, John Glenn uh, being on the wing of, of Ted Williams, I mean, it's just a cool it's a cool start to the book because it does it does bring you in right away uh, to that situation, which to anyone born you know after 1960 is so foreign to them. I mean, and look, mm-hmm. we're you know if you're born in 1960, you're 63 now. So we as as a country, for the most part, and most of our listeners, they don't have any real. Uh, memory. I mean, there was Vietnam, but they were all young in 1960. None of them went uh, because by 1970, 71, it was over. So you're looking at, you know, a time that you really do. It might as well have been, you know, it might as well have been 1850 to a lot of people because mm-hmm. they just can't relate. Yeah, that's something that uh, it sort of talked about a little bit in the book is that Korea was sort of the forgotten war. Everybody yeah. remembers, you know, there's the many, many Saving Private Ryan or whatever movies you want to talk about. And everybody knows about World War II and the heroism of that. Uh, and Vietnam was com- sort of the complete opposite, was a war that most Americans wanted to forget. Uh, Korea was sort of sandwiched in between the two of them. And not, I, you know, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm only 41 years old. I didn't live through that era. I didn't really know much about Korea other than they filmed MASH was about Korea. Right. Uh, but right. so it was it was a real experience for me to learn about this, but it was really important. And, you know, it was a, it was this important battles and stopping the spread of communism. And many, many people died. Ted Williams very easily could have died on two different missions. Uh, there's a chapter in the book that talks about one of John Glenn and Ted Williams fellow squadron mates who does die. Uh, it, it was a very harrowing time. And it was it was it was a challenge to research for sure. But uh, it was also really rewarding, especially since uh, three guys who flew with both John and Glenn and Ted Williams, who are now in their late 90s, I was able to talk with. Uh, and, you know, hearing them talk about the subject matter was great, but just having a chance to discuss with them, uh, you know, their lives and everything that, that happened in Korea 70 years ago uh, was a real re- reward and added a lot to the book. What do you think was the reason that both of them were so anxious i mean look it's not easy it's easier now with social media and the internet etc but for them it wasn't uh, why do you think they were able to maintain that friendship uh, after such so many years had gone by through the years 
when they were in so many ways so opposite. I mean, I understand, mm-hmm. I think we all understand the respect that they gained for each other. Uh, that part, I think, is easy to fathom. But keeping relationships, not an easy thing to do, especially between two brazen, tough men. Uh, it, it's it's kind of fascinating that they cared enough and saw enough special in each other to maintain the friendship, you know, all those years. Yeah, I think the, the thing that I, I looked at that was, you know, the, their personalities were similar in some ways, uh, and they had great respect, like you said. I think the thing that, that really stood out to me and why the friendship maintained was, for one, John Glenn said said when you know when you go into combat with someone there's a bond that you can't even describe and i think um it's just inherent to serving well i didn't i never served in the military i never served in combat but i can believe that that whole band of brothers idea i think most of us can yes i agree with you adam i think most of us can that 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 relates you know that stands out the other thing is i think especially since when williams and glenn were both sort of old men in their 80s or you know uh when john glenn was a couple years younger, but Ted Williams, when his early 80s, was really dying. I think their connection was even stronger. There was some sense of not just surviving the Korean War, but I think in some ways they had survived life. You know, a lot by then, a lot of their friends probably had gone, and I think they they attached one another themselves to one another based on that. You know, they had lived these long, celebrated lives, and and they were still around. And I think they wanted to be with people who they had respected and knew, and and knew when they were young, virile fighter pilots fighting you know, across the 38th parallel in Korea. And so I think that was one of the things that brought them together many years later. Yeah, sort of a part of me is dying with him kind of deal, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the reaction that you've gotten so far uh, through the, you know, the early release of the book and, and maybe who you might have heard from or might have uh, gotten some insight from after, after putting this down. Because I imagine some people were really – you know, it meant a lot to some people uh, who lived through that time. Well, I think the, the biggest reaction is from Red Sox fans and baseball fans. There you go. Uh, Ted Williams. You know, people, you mentioned all the troubles he had during his career with uh, the media and, and, the, and uh, fans, and he threw balls at fans, and he always talked negatively about the press. Um, but years, years later, I think people still hold a special place in their heart with Ted Williams. Uh, you know, I interviewed Bob Costas. I talked to him for the book. He wrote a nice blurb on the back jacket. You know, he even, you know, he didn't grow up watching Ted Williams. He knew him in later years. Uh, just there's these guys all look at Ted Williams as this giant. He's in that small group of, you know, maybe Babe Ruth and Willie Mays and Lou Gehrig and, uh, of, of all the giants in American baseball history. So people, you know, they've really responded to that. The other thing is, you know, Ted Williams is a sports icon. This is a sports show, so uh, it's it's really relevant to your readers. But John Glenn, as I sort of hinted at earlier, he was just exuded integrity. And everything he did from his time in the military to his time as a test pilot and then being really the face of early NASA and then being a United States senator for 24 years, uh, I think people have responded to that and liked you know, appreciated that this guy with just amazing integrity who didn't put politics first, he put the country first, he, he believed in America, not in Republicans or Democrats or anything like that. Um, and I think that was one of the things that sort of rang throughout the whole book was John Glenn's uh, integrity and his, his, his great heart and, and caring about this country. 
The book is The Wingmen, The Unlikely, Unusual, Unbreakable Friendship Between John Glenn and Ted Williams. We've been joined by Adam Lazarus, who's the author of said book. We wish you continued success. Adam, thanks for taking some time with us this morning on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks. I appreciate it a lot. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 